to the Skeptic Wire. Skeptic Wire. Hello! May 25th, 2011. That's today. I'm David Harcourt. I'm joined by Gary Lawn. Hello. Greg Perrine. It wasn't me, it was the one-armed man. And our returning champion, Donna Swaffer. Yay! Hey. Welcome back, Donna. Thank you. Did you have a good trip? Yes, I we did. Mi- we missed you. It's nice to be missed. <laughs> yeah, without you on it, our, our uh, ratings went horribly awry. It's because my mom didn't listen. She did. She didn't listen. Uh, yes, I gave her a shout out. Are you she kidding? She did actually. Okay, excellent. We, we went from two listeners to one. <laughs> Lord knows I didn't listen to it. After so, I did you have a good trip? Yes, I did. Had fun. Family, okay. friends. Family and friends. Good. Um, no enemies. No enemies. Huh. That's always good. <laughs> now we have. Um, first thing we want to talk about is uh, spirit. Spirit, um, yeah, I've got spirit. Yes, yes I, I do. do. I've got, got spirit. spirit. How about you? No, I don't. They had to stop the spirit rover mission because it died. It died. Or at least it's not responding. It's not taking our phone calls. Well, last winter, it basically shut down for the winter. It got covered with dust, and it basically hasn't got un- uncovered enough to get enough power to restart. So, so they're, hoping, they're, waiting, they're hoping the storms will come in and blow it uh, dry. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> Not <No>. dry. Does <laughs> it rain? Does it rain there? Undusted. Undusted. So there yeah. is hope for the spirit. Yeah. yeah. They're waiting for the what? Mars maid to come by. But pretty much they said, you know what? It's it's. They're calling it suspended. Yeah. So they don't think it'll probably get refreshed because usually by now it has been. Yeah. So. And, yeah. you know, you, you can't really be too upset about that because it was only supposed to be a 30-day miss- mission. I thought it was three months. Supposed to be a three-month mission, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's lasted what's many years? Six years? Three-hour yeah. tour? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yay, science! Yay! So, and good engineering. That's good robust, engineering. baby. That is robust engineering. That is um, that is extreme engineering. Do we have anything else going on on Mars? I mean, what's going on? Well, on they've Mars got now? other other things. There's the there's another thing going. It, Real soon. Yeah, they're they're finishing it up right now, and they're packing it and getting it ready to send it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another so rover, but it's like the size of a golf cart this time, or something like that. There's there, there's a full plate post about that okay. today on May 25th. Good. So, uh, so um, I'd like us all to um, let's do a moment of silence for the spirit. That's good. Okay, good enough. <laughs> um, now, uh, we have a few announcements, corrections from last week. I have a feeling corrections is going to be a regular on this. Yeah, podcast. I mean we we talk off the cuff a lot, so we miss a few things. Um, I just wanted to you know let you guys know that we do kind of try to catch ourselves and correct ourselves. But if you find a, a, a mistake that we've made that we haven't caught, please send us an email, post something on Facebook, Twitter us or whatever. Uh, we're happy to take um, your criticism. Uh, first of all, we were talking last week, and we talked about Poe's Law. Yeah, that, I knew it was wrong when I said it, but that's the thing that but we couldn't figure time. out what right. the other law was because we were talking about Hitler, and there's yeah. the, the the law that you know, it happens to be Godwin. So, Godwin's so Godwin. Let's, Godwin to let's explain what Poe's Law is, and let's explain what Godwin's Law is. Okay, Poe's Law has to do with um, satire and parody, specifically uh, religious fundamentalists, and you can't tell. 
uh, the parody from the, the actual reality. Um, Though according to uh, Wikipedia, Godwin's law is. As an online discussion grows longer, the probability of compar- uh, comparison involving Nazis or Hitler approaches one. But yes, so we do know those those internet meme laws, so uh, we're good on that. Uh, the next one, uh, we were talking about um, the Israel and the Bible prophecies of when the end times would come. <clears throat> and one of the things we were talking about was um, what would make the Bible prophecy come true, and we talked about... Uh, Israel being to the sea or all the Jews returning to Israel. We also forgot the big thing is that the Temple of Solomon is supposed to be rebuilt. Oh. So that was an error of omission. It was a, of omission. We didn't understand all the <laughs> prophecies. But that's really the main thing that would get the Armageddon going, which did not happen this last What if they built a, a certain person who you do not want us to mention on this podcast because you're sick of hearing about him. Kill me! Kill He did hey, not you know mention what? I'm it I'm doing that this weekend, actually. <laughs> How is your camping trip going to be? Anyway. Well, I hope it's rapturous. <laughs> but he didn't mention uh, Israel or anything like that. So we'll talk about more about the rapture or the non-rapture later. 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 Or the rapture that's coming. Want to talk about it now. Coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. We can always talk about it now. Yeah. This is just corrections. Um, uh, one question for Gary. Did you ever work out the, you flesh out the idea of the connection of the RFK conspiracy to Charlie Brown? No. Okay, good. <laughs> because right. I said it and I immediately forgot it, as I often do. All right. And uh, another uh, correction. Uh, we were talking about when RFK had been killed, and it was 1968, and then we talked about, oh, it's been so-and-so many years. Yeah. We said 50. Yeah. That's 43 years, folks. 43 years. <laughs> so, um... Rounding. We're skeptics, not Rounding. mathematicians. Oops on the math. Actually, that's not quite true. <laughs> and, and, I just can't add or subtract. And last but not least, because... You know, I'm as fallible as anybody else. It is not Rip Torn, who's the glitter-throwing comedian. It is Rip Taylor. Taylor! So he's the one who walks in and goes, rah, 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 and throws confetti at you and, and all that. So, um, again, if you have any corrections or suggestions, please email us, and hopefully we won't get too much wrong this week. All right. <laughs> I doubt it. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have typing in front of us, and typing can't be wrong. I saw it on the internet. It can't Actually, it's it's not typing, is it? Because it's a laser printer. Never mind. So, what yeah, do you got, we, Dave? We, we talk at the top of our heads sometimes. Sometimes we don't get everything right. But we'll try to correct ourselves, and uh, you can count on that. So. Everything I say is absolutely accurate the moment it leaves my mouth, but not when it hits the microphone. <laughs> we're going to try something new this week. A new feature. And uh, we're going to see how on the ball everyone is with our lightning rounds. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we have about twelve topics I believe, and we're gonna give ninety seconds to talk about each topic. And I'm not gonna do the math, but you can all figure that's a couple of minutes. So at least a minute and a half. <laughs> it's like eighteen. It's eighteen, like it's twelve minutes and a half. Except that I think we have eight topics. <laughs> okay. All right. So. This okay. is what we're, we're we're temporarily calling the lightning round, but if anybody has suggestions, let us know. How about the atmospheric discharge round? We have our timer ready to go. Donna? Ready to go. Excellent. Who's going first? <laughs> we haven't decided that. That's a good question. I think Donna's going to go first. One, two, three, not it. And ready? Here we go. go. Oh, in today's news on WOAI, interesting story about a man who found a cross on his 
Toenail. Yeah, I saw that toenail. It was pretty nasty. It was pretty and there's a video online. In fact, yeah. the cross was there because the toenail had died, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> so, yeah, this this is now considered newsworthy in San Antonio. I, I, I wanted to stick with, you know, the Virgin Mary on a flower tortilla. We have to get cross toenails. So, you know, I think this validates what I said a couple shows ago, that our local news is all about crime, sports, weather, and Virgin Mary sightings. So the, the news was all over this. The guy's got a cross on his no, toe. No, the news it, a it news showed, station was it, all over it this. It showed up on Easter. Don't forget that part. Ooh. Okay? A cross, a white cross showed up on this man's yellow toenail on Easter. Yeah, that, looking at that thing still makes was me want to throw in my mouth. Do you have that cross? Was his yellow what was, was that toenail yellow? Uh, no, it's on my phone, and we're using my phone. Oh, right. <laughs> that was a great comment. Just go go to WOAI, look up the story, watch the video, read the comments. There are some some good comments, and then there are some... There's some wacky religious uh, comments, which are, why are you defacing, you know, defaming our Lord with this smelly toenail? And there's a lot of snarky kind of uh, uh, outrageous comments, so it's a lot of fun. Okay, I've got two psychic stories today. Woohoo! One is in uh, Baltimore, and um, the, the local newspaper and the local television news, ABC2, was onto this story. A woman's car was stolen as she ate dinner at a local restaurant. Her, her Rottweiler Chow or Rottweiler Shepherd mix, depending on who, which of her these. Her dog. Her dog <laughs> was was in the car when the dog was stolen. 90 seconds, 90 seconds. Um, she called in a psychic to help with this situation to try to find her dog because she was desperate after two full days of searching for the dog. The psychic said, you're going to find your dog within one mile of the restaurant. Now, if I'm a psychic... I would probably guess that, too. If you're going to steal a car and there's a big dog in the backseat, you're going to probably try to ditch that dog as soon as possible. Um, but or, actually, or these, shoot it. These, these thieves actually drove this dog about 10 minutes away from the uh, from the side of the restaurant before I've they So what you're saying is what you're saying is the dog really didn't want to go back to her. <laughs> and I've lived what? in L.A. Sometimes 10 minutes is only half a mile. Yeah. True. No, I looked at the the, the psychic also said there's going to be tree, there's going to be pine trees, there's going to be housing development, and a drainage system. Housing distance. development in L.A. Imagine. No, no, not not L.A. Baltimore. This, this is Baltimore. Oh, oh. There's look. houses in Baltimore and trees, lots of trees and drainage systems. The other, are we done? Am I not going to get to the done? <laughs> oh shit. Well, you do have two stories. I, that was I had my okay, go, 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 the other one. The other story, we have another psychic. No, go. <laughs> the timer's already going. Go. Okay, I'm going to talk about this other psychic. We have another psychic. <laughs> um, you know, times are tough. People are trying to find jobs. So what is a psychic going to do to lure people in? Do we have psychic job counseling? Hey, and, that's for me. Um, that is for... I, I, I know. I, I said she figure. works for free. I said, Gary, you know what? This is for you. We have a, um, a, a psychic career counselor who is helping people, helping, in quotes, find jobs. Um, they take your date of birth. And then they whittle that down to a single number and figure out, they come up with the energy of what you have come to be in the world through your path. And they figure out from that what you need to do. It's like, what what's the color of your parachute except <laughs> they use your, your pers- so, numerology damn, so on the So they do all of that work 
They know my birth sign, and then they tell me, you need to get a job. I go, exactly. no shit. And that's now, this for is, $250 an hour over the phone. Yes, it's over the phone, $250. It's based on a nine-year cycle. they got to figure out when your nine-year cycle is, uh, your ups and downs. Remember the biorhythms? That's a hell of a menstrual Remember cycle. Remember the biorhythms? <laughs> it's a nine-year cycle. Remember passages? We'll get to the woman's problems in a moment. I remember passages. It was a seven-year cycle, but now it's a nine-year cycle. And you're going to have your ups and downs. You just got to figure out, based on your birth date, where you are in your cycle. Get you a job, man. Yeah, I am trying. Okay. Done. <laughs> you got that one done early. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Point eight seconds. Gary. Yeah. Kentucky approves a $40 million tax rebate for Noah's Ark Park. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes, the Kentucky <laughs> Tourism Development Finance Authority, which is a hell of a name. And I can't get a voted, tax rebate because I don't make a movie over $250,000. Right. Voted unanimously to uh, to give them a $40 million tax rebate of unidentified private investors. Now, this is for the Answers in Genesis ministry guys. No, it's not. Yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm shaking my head because this is outrageous. I'm not oh, okay. shaking my head because you're wrong. Okay, you're sorry. not wrong. I apologize. I'm shaking my head in disgust. Yeah. The, the, Answers so in Genesis, dinosaurs on the earth, the whole thing. This is state of religion. Right. Yes, it is. And it's going to have a Tower of Babel, uh, first century village, theaters, lecture halls, petting zoo, and... No dinosaurs, no perhaps. Dinosaurs. Because, because maybe that's one step too too far. That may they may not bring in as many people as they're thinking it will. So they don't really, you know, adhere to all their actual values. They're going to compromise and everything. This is this is ridiculous. It's just like, a money is, making scheme. This oh my god! Tell people. me no. Tell me it's not. Well. Yeah, but I don't think it is. These people are serious. These people are absolutely serious. Yes. This is not a money making scheme. This is ideology. This is dogma. This is people trying to spread their dogma and trying to get our money. But right. I'm not it's going to dispel doubts that Noah's money. It's yeah. going to dispel doubts that Noah could fit two of every kind of animal ark on the ark, or seven. And they're going to demonstrate ah! this. No. <laughs> I apologize for hitting you. Greg. All right. So <laughs> guess what Texas has decided to make um, a, felon, a misdemeanor or maybe a, a felony for lying about? Could it possibly be... Bowling scores? Pardon? Bowling scores? Bowling scores, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said something about bollocks. I don't know. Anyway, um, no, it's not anything about lying about creationism or lying Cricket. about science or anything like that. It's about lying about how big a fish you caught. Oh, so that's you know, not fun. Now, literally, right? Isn't that part literally. of? Isn't that part of like what fishermen do? Ah, but this has something to do with competition. Yes, it's it's all and of, fraud. It's really f basically fraud in fishing fraud. tournaments. Um, you know, and there's some talk about there there are already some regulations about freshwater fish, and this just expands it to saltwater fish. But the the skeptical angle on this is one. You're outlawing lies when there are so many other lies that are out there and, and to, to, to outlaw. But also, you know, we got a budget that's down, you know, a, a lot. You don't have a lot of money to spread around. You don't have a lot of time to do things like, you know, redistricting and, you know, childcare and all that. Right, but why do they have, they have the legislate a private, a private uh, contest? They shouldn't be legislating that. I think they're legislating fraud. Look, a guy oh, okay. was doing a, a guy was they tried to prosecute somebody in 09. They couldn't give him enough time. He got five days. They said, we need to strengthen this law. It used to be where, you know, the law was out of date. It didn't cover freshwater. It didn't cover altering the characters. Now the it's fish. all of them. And now it's just an update, Done. a law, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, you, 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 you turned in your paper late. 
in Minnesota. You purposely talk slow. So that topic's over. You're topic stealing Donna's time. Yes, six seconds. I am restarting my time. You go, girl. Minnesota has approved a gay marriage ban referendum. Basically, the uh, the Senate voted to put uh, gay marriage, which is already unconstitutional, well, to a it's, vote. It's it's a law. They they passed a law, but it's not right. like part of their constitution or anything. But now they want to put it as a referendum Random. for the voters. Right. Basically, so, bypassing the governor who <clears throat> opposes a gay marriage ban. Right. So. But on wow. the bright side, that a lot of polls have started showing just in the last year that Americans in general, at least, are more positive towards gay marriage than they ever have been before. And and Take you look up look up uh, John Yager. John Creasel, uh, Rep- Representative John Creasel, who's a Republican, and he spoke out against it, and he's actually uh, uh, very good to, to watch. Um, <laughs> he's pretty. Well, I mean, is he's well spoken and passionate about what he's talking about, and this as opposed no. to our Congress critters. Well, we we've done our Congress critters. <laughs> well, hell, you may have done our Congress critters. I have not done our Congress critters. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about okay. that. Uh, wasn't Minnesota also the place that had the kerfuffle about the preacher? I know we yes, got 15 Bradley seconds Dean. left. Bradley Dean did the invocation. Everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we can't have this man. And it's actually leading into the whole discussion about gay marriage because he's so virulently anti-gay, which means I think he actually buggers people. Done! (laughs) You know, okay, I'm going to talk about, uh, God, this horrible article in the HuffPost. Um, on this, this How did you tell it was an awful article? It was on the HuffPost. This is, you know, HuffPost has some good political reporting. This is uh, this is uh, apologetics on uh Homeopathy, and um, they talk about um, a study that was done by the uh, Swiss uh, physician, homeopathic physicians. And Swiss if you <laughs> if you read this study, it's just a complete <clears throat> BS study. Because what they did is they took they they took um, a placebo and they took the um, homeopath. First of all, if you had no reaction to the placebo, then they went to the homeopathic medicine, and then they compared the two like they did the same thing at the same time. It's a complete BS study. But I want to say, come up with some a, a, a bullshit few study over a homeopathic. A few Tell things that they say. It's not so. Um, <laughs> when they talk about, um, okay, it was not double-blind or placebo controlled. They talk about the Cochrane review and says that. Um, oh, crap! I lost it. There we go. 20 seconds. Okay, 20 seconds. Oh, no. What they basically say is that the Cochrane study says that there is very little evidence to support placebo uh, homeopathy. They said, but you know what? The Cochrane review is very conservative. And if they think that there's any, if, if there's any evidence, they will say very little evidence. Right. Right? Okay. And that's what very little evidence means. It means there's a lot of evidence, but they're being very concerned. Done! Gotcha. Speaking of homeopathy and placebo, fake acupuncture. I'm just going to read this one out. A man told Niles police that a man passing himself off as a doctor examined him at a closed medical clinic, used toothpicks for acupuncture, gave him expired pills, and charged him $200 on April 23rd for the exam. The victim responded to an ad in the Bulgarian newspaper, and he went April 23rd to the clinic and uh, whatever, said the police. The building appeared to be closed, though, with no other patients or employees around except for the, quote, doctor, who was dressed in a white lab coat, police said. The doctor, quote, conducted an exam on the patient, on the man, and stuck toothpicks in his chest. He told the victims to take pills 
called, quote, prosperous farmer dietary supplements each day <laughs> until the bottle was finished, though the expiration date on the bottle was February 2002. <laughs> when the victim called the clinic on April 26th, he was told they had no idea who the doctor was. So the man soon returned to the clinic on the 30th. When they did, the, quote, doctor ran out of the building, locked the door behind him, and ran eastbound, said police. You know, I don't know what the complaint is, because studies have shown that toothpicks are as effective as homeopathic needles. Well, we yeah, know that if he had ran westbound, he would have been a real acupuncturist, but he ran eastbound, so right. fake. Plus, the fact is that toothpicks only cost like $2 for a whole bundle, whereas homeopathic needles cost a lot more, and you have to have the proper needles to be a proper acupuncturist. I think they should allow toothpicks, because they've been shown just as effective as needles. That's true. And in fact, I think we should go to toothpicks. We should require toothpicks rather than acupuncture needles, because That's they are... That's right. Raise up the woody They stuff. are safer. Done. All right, folks, we have a action alert from the American United for uh, Separation of Church and State. Um, our lovely Congress critters in Washington are trying to pass National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2012, also known as H.R. 1540. And uh, Representative Duncan Hunter, from a Republican from California, not as blue as you might think, uh, has introduced a uh, amendment to this bill that would create a private school voucher program for military dependent children. Vouchers. Vouchers. Voucher programs. Voucher programs Promoting. which have shown not to be beneficial for the kids that go to the voucher programs, but also not to be beneficial for the funds that get taken out of the public school system. And it and also can be funneled towards a religious school, which yeah, is the whole church bad. states uh, problem. Yes. 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 So, Americans United, um, they have this um, announcement on their website, so go check it out and write your Congress critter and let them know that we sent you. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we don't it's like starting to use Congress critters. There could be worse things, I suppose. Yeah. Look, we're working on a voucher. Our congressmen are working on a voucher program. Yes, that's true. Uh, they're trying to slip it into the last minute. Uh, anything, you know, voucher programs are funded by. People who want to destroy the public schools, in my opinion. Right? Pretty much. Because the public schools are too secular. Is this a 90 second topic? Yes. 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 Oh, jeez. <laughs> Note how I kept my 90 seconds to like 80 seconds. So I'm better than y'all. All right, so do we have any more? You should have one more. No, I don't have one more. Uh, Oregon it started Senate. with her. Oh, we're okay. No, he has one more. No, no, he no, did no, too. It started yes, with did. you. No, no, oh. that's. That's the sound I like to, yeah. No, he. Uh, we right. did our 90 second topic. Okay. Yay. Well, that's the lightning round. A little chaotic right now, but uh, we hope to make that a regular feature to not just fill time, but also get to all these lo lovely topics that we want to get to, but never really get a chance to talk about because we drone on and on about other stuff and get really involved in our conversations. Right. Speaking of droning on and getting involved in a long conversation. Let's get involved in long conversation. Yay! Yay! Okay. So who's first? There's, I'm going to talk about um, an update. We we talked a few weeks ago about um, this bill. Th this is hilarious because there was a bill by Wayne Christensen that was requested by the Young Conservatives of Texas about funding for... Con uh, what was it? Conservative value centers, right? Family values. Family, family values. values. Conservative family values. And, and Gary, remind us of what Wayne Christian sounds like. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a little bit like a like a southern 
uh, Baptist preacher. Oh, that's it. You've got him nailed. <laughs> that is great. I, you know, I, I've got him on YouTube. I, I get his uh, <laughs> weekly uh, representative updates. But now on this one, I guess they couldn't get his support on this one. They got they got a representative Z- Zedler, who was also behind some of the Sharia law stuff. Another one of these. Wasn't he the fourth Ghostbuster? <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this. I'm going to. It's very short, okay? Because this this is a uh, press release by the Young Conservatives of Texas. Because what happened is uh, th- they wanted to defund gay, lesbian, transsexual centers, um, and and they tried to do that by saying, okay, if you're going to fund these centers, you need to fund traditional value centers, okay? And basically, they they wanted to put that out there. They wanted to cause a ruckus. They wanted to. Also basically defund. But what happened is, is after they put this resolution out, they realized that these centers are not funded by the legislature. Oh, They're funded no. by private funds. So what is a young conservative to do? They wanted to defund private funds or well, burn it down. Yeah. They, they thought that the family centers were a good idea. Why don't they raise the damn money themselves? <laughs> Because no one wants them in their fraternity or sorority. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. They want you're to go after. You're telling me that frat boys don't go to bed every night reading the Bible. <laughs> I was a frat boy. All um, of the good bits. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this. It's very short. This is a press release from the Young Conservative of Texas. Was it Everything crayon? keeps coming back to the Young Conservatives of Texas. Because no brimstone. Finger paints. Austin, Texas. Young Conservatives of Texas. YCT are praising Representative Brian Hughes, Republican of Mignola, and Bill Zedler, Republican of Arlington, for their efforts to increase transparency in higher education. Representative Hughes successfully added an amendment today to SB5, which is the big education bill, a bill dealing with regulations of higher education, which will ensure that the statutory student fee advisory committees are subject to the Open Meetings Act. Quote, students and parents at Texas universities have a right to see how their student fees are appropriated, said Tony McDonald's, YCT senior vice president. Representative Zedler also successfully added an amendment to SB5, which will require universities to post their check registers online, allowing citizens to view their purchases. Quote, sunlight is the best disinfectant, added Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs) We hope that transparency will lead to some very positive reforms. Well, at least that tells me that conservatives believe in the germ theory of disease. Huh? Very good. Yeah. Next and the disease they're it. talking about is the gay. <laughs> it is, I think this is pretty offensive when it's, it's the whole they, the, 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 if they would just vaccinate their children. <laughs> the only reason Exactly. Them. The only reason this is coming up is because they want to shame the student committees for spending money on gay and lesbian centers they want to make them post that and put a line item, and, and they're saying that this is a disinfectant uh, that will lead to positive reforms. As long as they also show how much they're spending on religious organizations, so we can point to that and say you're not being fair. I think yes, the- but but this is Texas, and we can't have that because you know it's God. I think the best outcome is I hope this passes, and and I hope. They put everything online, and, and that, that line item, that this this amount of your student fees is going to LBGT centers, and no one cares. 
I think that is the best outcome that can and, happen. And, because honestly, they're expecting a big up, up, uproar. You know, uproar over this, and it's going to cause them to defund these centers. Yeah, and, but I, I agree with their basic premise, which is the transparency. Sure. That you, you should know where your money is going. That's the whole point. One of those things that on its surface makes it sound all you know, light and wholesome. fluffy. Yeah. yeah. But, it, yeah, but like they're, a they're typical reasoning. conservative down beneath <laughs> is the person in whips and chains and handcuffs. Sure. It's, it's if you all were to that rotten stuff that they refuse to show to the sunlight. Sure. If you were to read this and not known the history behind why they're doing this, sounds okay. Transparency yeah. in government. Well, it's not government. It's student fees, you know. But transparency and stuff. But this is all an attempt to de- to get to push gay and lesbian people underground and so people conservative republicans don't have to look just like they were in the past let's make it like everything was in the 50s yeah <laughs> yeah so okay, okay so that's all i had to say well about i'm that. not wearing shoes and i'm not in the kitchen so. <laughs> donna what you know but are you pregnant Whoa, don't even joke about that one. <laughs> Donna, she didn't say no. Let's talk about faith healing. I am not pregnant. Ah. There. She doth pregnant too much. <laughs> not pregnant and barefoot. But we're going to talk about faith healing. Faith healing, yes. Oregon State or Oregon Senate has actually passed a bill. It was also voted on by the House of Representatives that would end the legal protection granted to parents practicing religious faith healing. Basically, yeah, if your child yeah, gets yeah. sick, take him to the damn doctor. Right. How difficult. And apparently this? it's quite difficult. Especially in Oregon. <laughs> Especially for the followers of, of Christ, Christ Church. Church. Right. Oregon yeah. City, they're a, a small religious cult. And over in the past 30 years, the Oregon State Medical Examiner's Office has estimated that more than 20 children of church members have Died from preventable or curable conditions. Yep, it's so good, it's a good thing. It's a good news, and um, I like that later in the article it mentions that the the House in Oregon unanimously approved this. Yes. Wow. So it's not like it was again about you know slightly against party lines or anything. Yeah. Everybody said, you know what, this is stupid. It was hard to vote against this in Oregon because they had some high profile deaths yep. recently from that church, and they've had a long history of deaths of children in that state. Right. And then because that the, church is based there. The the bill is now being sent to Governor Kitzhaber. Kitzhaber? Forgive me for potato, not Potato, potato. But uh, to be signed. It, it took that. It, it, it took a yes. lot of high-profile cases in order to finally say, okay, that's enough. Okay? Wow. Faith healing actually harms people. Yep. Right? It's not a... A religious rights issue. It's a human rights issue. Okay, we need to take care of people and and give them the best medical. Because we have learned done. something in the last two thousand years about medicine and how the body works and how we can cure stuff. So you know, let's use that knowledge and help people out. Yeah, and this is not just a Republican right issue. Democrats have had problems with this issue as well. Yeah, we know in in in. Um, John Kerry and Ted Kennedy both supported uh, including um, um, faith, healing. faith healing in the in the health care bill, the national health care bill that would have made it law that faith healing is refundable in, in by insurance companies. <laughs> but they shouldn't by be law. paying for faith healing. Nationally. I mean, that's like a churchy kind of activity. 
That's just praying. You but have to pay for somebody we to had pray Democrats for Democrats who wanted to yeah. put that in there. And Boston, Massachusetts is another one of those areas that have a large, they have the uh, Church of uh, Christ Scientists in Boston, which is a big constituency. And that's why we've got two Democrats as well, senators in that area supporting uh, faith healing. So, you know, I don't know what the national picture is, but at least we've got Oregon. And that's good news. Do you think there's a possibility that this sort of decision by the Senate and the House could spill over into other ideas like making sure that people, kids when they go to school actually get vaccinated, they can't get religious or whatever well, ex- exemptions? Washington for... State actually just tightened up its rules on that. Now the only way to actually have a an exemption is... You have to get it from a medical practitioner. A doctor's note to say this Because person... Washington used to have it very liberal of, oh, you sign a form and... Right. But you... it, Texas, I think, has that exemption, the, the religious exemption. Yes. Where you, you're supposed to get vaccinated, but if it's against your beliefs, you don't have to get them vaccinated. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. But there's normally, like, in <clears throat> Texas, I think that you actually have to have your, your religious Papers. person, your... <laughs> Preacher, Your preacher, priest, priest, priest rabbi, 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 whatever, yeah, mom. sign off on it saying, yes, they are a member of my church, we don't believe, blah, 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 and sign off on it. In Washington yeah. State, it was parental, oh, checkbox, sign. I don't believe. And public <laughs> health measures, I just do not believe there should be any religious exemption. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, here's you know hoping what? for the future. Way to go, Oregon. Yay. Um, <laughs> So speaking of not making sense, if there was something that didn't happen. We we are not apparently allowed to speak of this um, event, event or this Non-event. person, um, and Some, therefore we will say um, uh, we're going to call the person who predicted that there might be a certain big event on May twenty first at six p.m. Outdoors. We're going to call him Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort. Yes. He who shall not be named. Yes, yes. and and he uh, apparently missed his time. No, he no. said that we that oh. it started to happen. We're just not privy it to was, everything. It, no, that it, it was a spiritual okay. rapture. Sure. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I used the R word. I'm so sorry, David. <laughs> Bad, bad, I bad. just think this has been talked to death. Spiritual I think, happiness. You know, yeah, spiritual happiness. Now, um, the, interestingly the, the, enough, the new times. Uh, yeah, sure. The end times. <laughs> the the end beginning time. of the end times. Right. The so, new age. I mean, there's a new age for and, five months. So I, I, I found that, that was the, the guy is, is disgusting. Um, he didn't apologize for uh, the deaths that he his stuff has, has caused, or the financial ruin that he has put his followers through. He was uh, actually quoted as saying, we are not financial advisors. That's right. That's right. And what they do, no shit. And what they do with their money is their own, is their own thing. Right. We just tell you who to pray to and right. scare the living shit. Now, granted, this is a guy show. who, I think, in the previous year, in 2009, had $100 million donations. That's that's approximately how much they've said was probably donated for that. I think so. He's not really hurting, yeah. and he he apparently didn't believe his own stupid prediction because he didn't get rid of his money. So you know what? I well, I, he's disgusting. But it, it does raise the the specter of what why people did what they did, and the, sort of the whole uh, uh, cognitive dissonance that happens between reality and the belief system, and what happens when 
it, what you believe right. is going to happen, what do you do when it doesn't yeah. happen? It's like I'm just looking back at this and say, what the hell just happened? And how do these people believe the stupid shit that they do? Well, it's it starts with a very small decision of, you know, you know, or what church am I going to go to? You know, or what am I going to listen to on the radio station or something where they first hear this person? And so they go into the church for the first time and they said, oh, well, we'll give this guy a listen. And that one moment, they have a small decision to say, well, do I follow this tenant of, you know, end of the world times thing or do I not? And that's a little decision right there, but it sends you on a diverging that's path. That's a little decision? Well, at that point, it's like, am I going to keep listening to this person? Do I have any Some faith sense. in what this person is saying? So you make that one little decision not to walk out. How's that? Right, and you know that little decision makes the next decision you a have easier because now you stayed. Now you're farther apart, and you, you, listeners can imagine a, a V shape, where you either step to your left or step to your right when you're making this one decision for one step. No, we are not doing the uh, time warp. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Just step to the right. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so now you're, you know, you, your two parallel selves are two feet apart, and then you make other decisions where you've already kind of gone, started down one path, and now you basically have to stick with that decision because you have to believe, it's, it's human nature to want to believe what decisions you've made are logical and have made sense and make right you a good person. Right, and then you don't want to be a, a lot of people don't want to turn around and go. Oh, I was so stupid to do this. It's it's so hard to to say that. Right. Um, actually, all um, the money you've wasted on it, and then to actually change change paths completely, change paths from where you were going. Right. There's actually a great great quote by uh, psychologist Elliot Aronson. It's very hard to say. Boy, was I stupid. The more committed a person is to their prophecy, the more likely they are to justify that action and try to convince people, not just themselves, but everybody else, uh, that it was parenthetical, that um, their belief was in some way right or good. And Elliot Aronson wrote a great book with Carol Travis, who spoke at, uh, Tavris, sorry, who spoke at last year's TAM, um, Mistakes Were Made But Not my be By Me. And it talks all about this cognitive dissonance and how not just religious people, but uh, prosecutors and torturers and the law and interrogators um, and um, even just voters going into the voting booth will you have these same kind of one little moment decisions that makes you know you farther and further apart from the rational decision you could make and that's what turns you know an average you know everyday schmo into a bank robber two years later yeah you know I read that book about a year ago, made a profound impact on me on how I think about how people think about things. And a lot of the, when, when you try to understand cognitive dissonance theory, and, and if you can recognize that, it explains a lot of completely irrational yeah. behavior. On and a lot it's of so tough to do to yourself. I'm going to give you an example. You know, they did experiments where um, you had uh, people an experiment where you had to hurt somebody, give them an electrical shot, mm -hmm. and people don't want to do that to people. So they rationalize that. So it ends up... Well, you if you can't, if go, a, you if can't go a day without a rationalization. If you're if you're required to give an electrical shock, shock to somebody, you're going to start as, ascribing negative uh, uh, 
properties to that person. Say he's a liar, cheat, whatever, mm -hmm. to rationalize, you know, I don't hurt good people. So that person must have deserved it. it but the is, other part of that study was that they started on a very low charge. But so the person who was the, the, the participant gave a tiny little electric shock. Okay, they answered a question wrong, I gave them a shock. And then the, they have to turn it up each time. Yeah. So it's like the boiling frog effect where once you get to a high enough dose, you thought, well, I gave them 700 volts. 750 volts. That's just 50 more volts. That's yeah. not that's so dangerous. But is this this isn't the this isn't the obedience to authority study. This no. Isn't that Yale study is something. If else. you hurt somebody, you're gonna you're gonna not like that person because right. it doesn't it causes cognitive dissonance to hurt somebody that you respect. If you want someone to like you, get them to do something for you because they're gonna from then on justify why I expended energy on you. Mm -hmm. You must be a good person. Well, okay. that's, that's this is a this is a basic one of the most clear instances of cognitive dissonance that drives our behavior. Now, you 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 Greg uh, linked to a couple of articles. You linked to that book, which I've read and it's excellent. I recommend it to everybody, which is cognitive dissonance. And you also uh, linked to an article in Mother Jones by Chris Mooney. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, these are like two parts of the same puzzle. Now, Chris Mooney here is talking about. Uh, motivated uh, reasoning, right? Yeah. Motivated motivated reasoning is all about coming, <clears throat> realizing that you 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 everyone has a belief system, okay, and everyone has very good reasons for believing what they believe. And what this article exposes is that most of the things that you believe, you came up with that belief first. And, and then you came you up with reasons for believing that afterwards. Yeah, there's and there's a, a lot of evidence to support that. And James, uh, I'm sorry, um, Michael Shermer just came out with his new book about this, Why People Believe Strange Things. It's the same basic theory. Basically, we come up with our beliefs for non-rational reasons, and then we come up with justifications, and we call that our, our wonderful reasons for why we believe that we do. And it, it explains some of the total, complete polarization in this country People believe completely opposite things. People have their own experts that they go to, people that they trust. And then the people that tell them things that, that conflict with what they believe, you ascribe ulterior motives, all sorts of things to denigrate and dismiss what they have to say. So or just the, ignore the evidence. Exactly. Entirely. And there's, I mean, there's, there's, always, there's always experts to say this thing or that. You choose your experts to... That, that support what you already believe. And the way I said there's two parts of the same thing is we do that, but why do we do that? And it's the cognitive dissonance in this book that you've you've just talked about that is the motivating factor because our brains are always trying to resolve cognitive dissonance. Okay, it's always trying if we get information that conflicts with what we always what we already believe, there is a there is a kind of cognitive dissonance resolving mechanism in our brain that says, okay, how do I resolve that? Do I dismiss the evidence? Do I ignore the evidence? Do I somehow incorporate that into what I already believe? Um, but our, our brains hate cognitive dissonance. And I think this, you know, you bring it up with this whole rapture thing, and I'm going to say rapture, what the hell? Um, how he he said the word of the day! day. <laughs> no, no, he was worried more about the other guy's name. Cognitive resistance has to have to do, it has to be a motivating effect in this rapture. It's very interesting for me to see 
not only do these people believe it, but they believe things these things absolutely. Right. It was interesting to see the progression of these believers where the first day they were just confused. They had you know, they just they were bewildered. Even even Lord Voldemort himself said, I'm bewildered. I don't understand what's happening. He had to disappear to a motel with his wife to figure it out. That man had huge <laughs> Huge, sure huge cognitive I mean, That's what the article said. But, but I believe that that man had... Later. Can you imagine the, to be well, that sure? Know. Look, this man, no one has been more sure of anything, I think. Oh, yeah, he was... Than he was of this 100% death. 100% sure. And when it did not happen... Okay, he, he was had, 100% sure in 1994. He was 100% sure before. But that's so. his modus operandi. He's 100% sure. It didn't happen. He, he admitted he had a really hard night. Really oh, hard yeah. night. Oh yeah, he had and a really fucking hard that, night. Excuse me. You describe that night as cognitive dissonance. Okay. What about the mom who tried to kill her kids because she was afraid the fucking rapture was coming? What about right? her? Exactly. The man he, should be thrown in jail I'm for not what he's done. Defending him. There's actually a I'm lot of people talking about his, 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 being able to sue him. His absolute that, certainty was the money they gave certainly motivated a lot of other people to be absolutely certain as well. They had the same cognitive dissonance on that day. But they started out bewildered, and that cognitive dissonance, they couldn't figure it out. Right, and we're and all they sitting there waiting, how are people going to resolve they that They had to wait dissonance? for Camp, sorry, Lord Voldemort to tell them how to believe. Exactly, and they're going right. to... So as soon as he, he made a, good a job. statement he did a good on, job. on Monday, he, he made a like statement said, to Gary, say, Mike it's Shermer a spiritual thing. Predicted exactly what Everybody he was else do. was doing the same thing. There, the only way to get yourself out of this mess is... It did happen. We just can't witness that it happened. Right. Everything happened as I foretold. Spiritually. But it's being, it's being, it's underground. Judgment was made. Some of the things that we said was going to happen literally was actually happened figuratively. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to resolve this? Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. All and, he did was push the blame back for five months, and when it doesn't happen in October, he's going to go, oops, sorry. But he's not left himself any wiggle room for October. He no, said that no. that will be the end of the world. It will happen quick. Like he said about May 21st, he's, like he said about 1994. He's like, going to do the exact same thing. It's like, oh, I was wrong about being physical. Again, it was a spiritual destruction. Of or the, he's going to cop off on some, oh, I didn't read this little passage die. in Isaiah. He's that almost suddenly 90. makes it make yeah, more he's sense. 89 years he's 89. Old. He's probably going to die. So it's all right. <laughs> and then he'll be some god to these people. Martyr. I got martyr. Yeah. Well, um, it is interesting. You know, the whole thing is interesting. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it was witnessed by our young people that says, uh, you know, the next time this happens, oh, I remember someone predicted that in yeah. 2008. Yeah, but all, I've, uh, there's 11. several articles from, like, the Christian Post and the Baptist <laughs> Times about all of them talking about, well, obviously he's a false prophet. Oh, he's I hate that. kind hate of Christian. That. I hate that and, false prophet. And the, it implies there's a real prophet. Yeah. And the yeah. wonderful thing is, go to P.T. Meyer's uh, site, Ferengula, and read his rant on everybody who keeps tell- quoting him the uh, Matthew twenty four thirty six yeah. verse yeah. about no one will know the time. Yeah. Uh, that That's not helping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's either it's all true he's and you have to believe it. because he knew the date. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, well, he's just somewhat, fucking bad, you know? bad, crazy. But it's interesting it's to look at the idea altogether. other Christians respond to him. Yeah. The way we would respond to him... But they don't take that last little step yeah. because they have their own cognitive dissonance to deal with. Well, I still, you know, I'm a Baptist and I still believe in the rapture, 
but that guy's crazy. Right. Yeah. And that was that was one of the things that I saw in a lot of the the message boards and certainly on like Facebook and stuff. You know, uh, people would post, "Oh, well, it didn't happen. Ha ha ha." Oh yeah, but I believe I still believe it's going to happen. I, I believe it's going to happen soon. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah. What? He thought he knew there's, the day. There's some crazy uh. statistic like you know, forty percent of Americans think the rapture is going to happen in their lifetime. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure over the last two. Forty percent of Americans also think that. Don't quote me on the number exactly. Right, exactly. But, but no, that don't right. quote me it's on the number. Freaking crazy. Forty percent of Americans think that you know Jesus rode a dinosaur to Galilee. Okay. <laughs> I don't even cool. understand that statistic. It's been two thousand years. Why do they think it's going to happen in our lifetime? It doesn't make any sense. And you know why? Not? Why, why shouldn't it last it's in my lifetime? The world is unfortunately tough and crappy. So everybody thinks, well, it's been worse. It must be worse now than it's ever been. All these wonderful stories about how great it was back in the 50s. Yeah. It must be worse now, so that makes this the end times. Yeah, but I'm the just... fact is that you know all the apostles and the Peter and the popes and whatever, all of them we have always believed that they were in the end times because things were kind of crappy. Yeah, and now we've got tornadoes and stuff, and I just hope that this, these Christian scientists and... Uh, people don't show up at my yeah. door. I think the only thing that this topic has proved that what really gives brings chaos and Armageddon to this podcast is talking about chaos and Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's talk about a new age. We have a new age because the age of Oprah. It's over! Ready? Everybody? <laughs> Ding dong! The, the witch is dead! The witch is witch! The wicked witch! You know, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, her show is ending today. Today. I am so white. And she has quite, left quite a legacy. A legacy strewn with... Anti-vaccination with people's bad doctors, woo-filled stuff. Re- Let's just leave it at woo-filled, okay? <laughs> I love that one person summed it up as the promotion of retail therapy that you exactly. can, that you can spend your way to happiness and fulfillment yeah. you and can't? that she might give you a car you she, can't spend your way to happiness now damn she, it that's why visa canceled me only in atlantic city she's given platform and vegas no not vegas just you atlantic can, city i'm a jersey boy don't you touch me yeah. you can buy happiness in vegas trust me she's given platform to say dr oz Dr. Phil. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Briefly, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Jenny McCarthy. I told, I talked about Jenny McCarthy today. I wasn't sure if she was. Was she uh, on her show? No. I think she's been on there once or twice, but it's... She's she kinda... has not... I don't think she's rebuked Jenny McCarthy. She's no. kind of on the Oprah-Larry King circuit type of people. She went so far um, as to pop, you know, offer her a pilot, so I think she liked Jenny McCarthy. Rhonda right. uh, Burns of The Secret. She did. Right, the secret. James, oh, big, big on the secret. James yeah. Arthur Ray. Now, who is James Arthur Ray? James Arthur Ray is the one who is on trial right now. For three counts lodge. of homicide. For the sweat oh, lodge. yeah, we're, 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 we're talking He's another about him secret soon. person. Yes, yeah. we're waiting for the verdict. Yeah, you know what? We're going to talk about James Arthur Ray. Um, that's another person that's been promoted by Overwinthy. I. We're gonna we're waiting for the verdict in that trial because we don't want we don't want this podcast to be played by the people on the jury and sway them. <laughs> Guilty. <coughs> Excuse me. I I, I, I want to highlight two people that have been on the Oprah Winfrey show. For Which a moment. ironically, he has not highlighted on his paper. <laughs> One of those is James Arthur Ray and. I just, just for our listeners, we're going to talk about him later. We're going to talk about the trial. We're going to talk about his 
horrible abuses, uh, people, and um, the, the and horrible deaths that have happened. But I wanted to let everyone know a little bit about the beliefs that Oprah Winfrey has promoted. Okay? Can I? Do you mind if no. I quote James no. Arthur Ray from his book? Harmonic he he does have the name of a serial killer. He does. He has three names. <laughs> we live so in the most exciting time in human history. Yay! Right now. We do. We have an iPad. I, I don't. I believe. I, I, I agree. I think the iPad is... Maybe a little Chinese kids. Yeah. But that's not what he's talking I'm about. We're committing one. suicide, yeah. A time when <laughs> spiritual traditions and scientific findings... Oh, I hate that word, spiritual. ...have stopped opposing one another, and it becomes sisters. Oh, yeah, I read that quote. That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to... Yeah. <laughs> not it's not laugh. making me want to laugh. It's making me want to the quantum else. physicists. Uh, uh, this, 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 <laughs> this is the part that actually made me laugh. The chaos theorists and the biologists of today are the mystics of the 21st century. That made me laugh, and then it pissed me off. <laughs> Providing the timeless truths that mystics and spiritual elders have There's been that teaching word spiritual us. Again. From antiquity. Mystics. Mystics. Modern science proves that everything in our world is comprised of energy. Everything. What appears to be solid from your house, your car, to your body, to the quantum level at 99.9999. Unfortunately, except for the crap that spews from his mouth is not solid as the crap. And except for the one thing that is not energy, Twinkies. Energy or light. It gives All it. energy vibrates. It looks like sun. And we call hey, it... Hey, hey, hey. We're trying to keep this PG and R not... All energy vibrates and we call it frequency. Have we heard these words before? Energy in and pretty much every single Woo <laughs> article yes. we will ever read. I think in every member of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce has to okay. use the words energy and frequency. Even if you Tibetan, don't, I, you, you know cannot. What? You know maybe what? that's their, their, that's the ethics that they use. If you do not have used the words it's uh, a, I think it's a law. frequency and energy, you cannot be a member of the holistic chamber and of commerce. And bonus points for working in quantum. So my my studio is all about because it's all about <laughs> frequency and energy. Ha -ha. You're right. I we we are a sound we studio. Are in the we center. Are, we are the, the epicenter, ground the zero of frequency and energy. In fact, I can just take a little bit of sound and make it a uh, hit. The fact that this is, that this okay, I'm going to continue. The fact <laughs> the fact is that no, you're not. You're not going to continue. We're going to stop you. We're going to keep talking. We're going to do our own little filibuster. So there. Okay. Where's the ding? <laughs> I okay. am the ding. You can have whatever you want. I'm going to keep reading. The fact is you'll never create high energy results from low energy from a low energy vessel. Like attracts like. Help me out with hey. <laughs> Now this is like one oh this is this is like one big quote, right? Yes. So he all he's done is kind of like that other thing that we did last week where he just kinda of, Puts puts the stuff in the blender. Exactly. And he's just it's pulling the, them out. Exactly. Like little phrases. It's the taco salad of woo. Exactly. <laughs> it's imperative we continue ramping up our own vibrations, which can only happen by redefining our spirituality. That sounds kind of sexy. I can do that touching myself. By overwhelming our views on health across the globe, <laughs> we live in a vibrational universe. <laughs> 
We vibrate at our hey, own frequencies. Those are not legal in Texas. <laughs> Forming a massive energy field from that which science us. tells us <laughs> everything is created. Who binds us together? Since Grew everything in your universe is comprised of the same energy field, this field is pregnant with unlimited potential and possibility. <laughs> The field of unlimited opportunity goes by many names. Some, that was a baby. Some scientists call it okay. quantum hologram. Some call it plenum around the baby. Or the zero yes. point field. Somebody the zero point field? Where the fuck did that come from? It's right from, after the quantum hologram. Oh. These zero point field is scientists. I know I know what it is. This energy that pervades everything creates reality. They, they use Don't it, you know that? They used the whole it point of animated. Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> well, that the the kid from uh, from The Incredibles, he used zero point energy, right? Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these scientists even calling it the mind of God. Oh, oh yeah. Wow, that is Some, just chock full of. You know, we need to without, <laughs> stop. Call, we need to call or tell our scientists to stop calling it the mind of God because yeah. it really confuses God people. Particle. God particle. It really confuses yeah. people. It, well, it's like you know, like junk DNA, which we didn't get to, uh, which we will get to. Uh, calm <laughs> calm down, said, David. Don't kill us. Implicatingly. <laughs> That's and, why you're letting me um, read this. Dark. Well, no, but but like uh, uh, dark matter and dark energy. All of these are little placekeeping names until we figure out what what they are. And yeah. but people start thinking that oh it's it's junk DNA. Well that uh, it's junk DNA. It's DNA. That's junk. It's like no, we just don't know what to call it. Right. And what he's done is taken those terms and said it's the mind of God. It's dark and this is energy. coming from scientists. Nah. Mind you, scientists stop calling it God, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least. At least we finally don't have Oprah doing her show every day. She still has her fledgling network, which we hope crashes and burns. The O network. The <laughs> oh my fucking God. Should be interesting to see what she does with herself. Yeah. Well, in the coming years. Yeah. She I'm supports this right. kind of things, and she I'm, has a whole I'm network it'll now. Have something to do with those vibrations. Yeah, we talked about this is good, you know, but it's really now she has a network. Now she doesn't have a show. She has a network. Right, and she's she, gonna she's have gonna have to fill it up. With she may need stuff like this. Maybe she can have Which something is like incredibly cheap to put on on TV. <gasps> no, remember I mentioned a few weeks ago that she had um, someone who was fairly skeptical who was writing for her news magazine or her online thing. Yeah, the person lasted like three articles and said, "Fuck this! I can't write under these conditions anymore." Yeah, and here's left. someone who can. <laughs> Very good segue. <laughs> His nice. name is James Von Prague, who has also been on uh, Oprah. Okay? Now, James Von Prague has a new book. Have you heard about this new book? What's the book called? <laughs> well, Why don't you tell us what it's called? Yeah, what it's called. Before not before I... you sent me the link this afternoon. <laughs> before I tell you what his book is, he's... he's a, Just he's, get to it. He's a clairvoyant, but he's also a clairsentient. So he would know the book of the name of the book already. It's Whereas us dumbasses have to wait until we're actually... It's, it's, no, it's one thing to be clairvoyant, but it's another thing to be clairsentient. Growing up well, heaven. First of all, his name isn't Claire. Growing up heaven. Because Growing clairsentient up allows him to speak the language of ghosts because ghosts speak in emotion. I can do that too. Woo! 
Now, he has been having a lot of conversations with ghosts. He has oh, written a new book about his conversations with ghosts. And that it's he co-wrote with... Uh, Growing Up in Heaven. And these are the ghosts... Bruce Willis! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, can he tell us what Beetlejuice did? Except he tells us the ending right at the front. You know, it, there's no suspense here. He follows several children after their passing and describes their experiences in heaven growing up. Sounds like fiction to me. Yeah. Um, like the five people you meet in heaven? Seven people. He's five, been on 12, Oprah, Larry, Larry King Live, Dr. Phil, another Oprah creation, The View, a and I. Which is effectively an Oprah creation. Just she molded Dr. Phil after a spare, after, um, a spare ham she this had lying This is really around. kind of sickening to me. <laughs> There's an article in the San Francisco paper that is a basically a press release for this book. I looked up the press release, and papers all over the country have, have quoted it word for word. Um, it says, this is am good book. You aren't to read it. <laughs> Me feeling now, English? That's impossible. I want you to know that uh, James Von Prague considers himself a skeptic. Of course he does. In fact, he says, he says, um, I'm the first to say, I'm the first to say that we welcome healthy skepticism. He okay. says, I'm a skeptic. And I'm the first to tell him where to stick it. I'm and Donna's the first person to accidentally sneeze and say I'm a, <laughs> I am a skeptic wow, myself I gotta sample that <laughs> now that stands in stark contrast to a quote I have somewhere in which he says that skeptics are out to destroy people yes my evil plan has been no, discovered no that's <laughs> atheists jeez <laughs> Well, that a lot of people confuse the two. Skeptics have one goal, and that is destroy. Destroy! People. Destroy, Family Robinson! Destroy! Exterminate! Exterminate! But that's Chris, just a taste. The now, I'm not going to say that Oprah was all bad. Oprah obviously gave a lot of money to some good good She has. She revolutionized. She promoted reading with her book discussion group. But she's given platform to some of the worst people I can possibly imagine. And platform shoes. <laughs> Including someone who's now on trial for homicide. It's hard to say, though, because like, she's donated lots of money. Uh, she's helped a lot of people. But her promotion of the Wu has hurt. Hurt a lot of people. Oh, hurt a lot of people. and She has hurt a lot of people, and a lot of her audience are women. And... We have several other news stories about people in the news who have been basically hurting women. Ah. So um, we'll kind of transition nice. over into that a little bit. Um, short little topic here is um, many of you may know about um, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, there's a teenager, Ann Myers, who challenged Michelle Bachman to a debate about um, over the Constitution. Yep. Kind high of school a, student. Right? Yeah, a, a 16-year-old high school sophomore said I you know I she break she, this girl shoot she um she'll buy she, the the quote from Ann um Ann Myers is uh I was just trying to prove that when a 16 year old notices somebody in Congress is doing something wrong she should reflect on that uh what she is doing and try to fix those errors so she challenged Michelle Bachman to a debate now she there, it wasn't really a debate it was more like a quiz wasn't it <clears throat> 
Well, the article says debate, quiz, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, a, a test your knowledge thing. Right. And from a high school student to a U.S. senator who obviously <laughs> you know is more than No, House of Representatives. Yeah. Oh, my, my apologies. Yeah. So this, this... My apologies to all of those who are actually senators. <laughs> <laughs> this young woman challenged Michelle Bachman, and, you know, kind of it's a little bit of a publicity stunt that she and her dad have admitted that they didn't actually think that Michelle Bachman would take them up on the offer. And did she? No, no she no, hasn't. Of she, not. No. She, well, she won't even comment about it. No, but, she just has her fucking bitchy-ass minions, excuse my yeah. language here, go, you need to die, and here's your... We're, we'll put your address on the internet so that people can come over and do horrible things to you. Yeah, they've, they've like you said, pub, threatened huh. to publish her address... Threatened that's a, her that's a weird, on, uh, online. Threatened. There are people who've threatened rape of a 16-year-old girl. There's people who have called her. Obviously, they're Catholic priests. Yeah. Oh. There's people who have called her. She's a, whore. a girl. And she's over 16, so it's not pedophilia. She's over the age of 10, which hey, right. doesn't count for in the for Catholic Church. That's um, yeah. fairly horrible. But yeah, it's horrible. And and you also so have these people. are supposed to be adults. Yeah. And uh, who who want like the First Amendment uh, freedom of speech? Uh, as long as they have their Second Amendment you know, remedies. So what has uh, Michelle Bachman said that this girl wants to correct? Michelle Bachman has not said anything. I, I mean, what she, what 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 prompted this uh, request for a debate? The young girl basically said that when a 16-year-old notices that a House of Representatives, a member of our Congress knows so little about the Constitution, yet claims to know so much. She, she didn't know about the separation of church and state. Well, Bachman doesn't know about the separation of church and state. And then in 2009, Bachman said she would refuse to participate fully in the 2010 census because she said the U.S. Constitution only requires that they right. provide the number of people in the household. That's not true. Right. And then in several yeah. speeches... Um, in response to, um, including the one where she responded to Barack Obama's State of the Union address, she claimed that the Founding Fathers worked tirelessly to abolish slavery. <laughs> Except for the fact that <laughs> it's in the fracking yeah. constitution yeah. that African Americans were only constituted three-fifths three -fifths of a person. We know where Michelle Bachman yeah. is getting her knowledge about the yeah. constitution of American history. She's getting from David yeah. Barton. But the unfortunate part is... David I thought Barton, it was the Cracker Jacks box. David Barton is coaching Michelle Bachman on American history. So any wild, crazy stuff you hear from her, we can trace back to David Barton. Yeah. Sometimes she doesn't even get that right. right. Sometimes he's probably cringing, that's not what I said. <laughs> but we know David Barton has been coaching not only Michelle Bachman, but Huckabee Gingrich on why the separation of church and state is a liberal myth. Right. right, and why okay. the founding fathers were conservative Christians, yeah. right? So, and David Barton's hard to hard to you know debate. We found that out on the right. Daily Show recently. Yeah, he's very specific in his knowledge and or broad in his knowledge, more so than most people, and certainly can spin what you say back into what and he can does. confuse you with bullshit. <clears throat> but right. some other bullshit that we've had is that um, the Cherry Hill Police have dismissed a lot of these threats as, well, threats online, they're mostly harmless. Well, you well, know... people are always threatening online. Yeah, but probably they, do, they can easily turn into physical threats. You can't take seriously every comment on every blog. 
You yes, but you have to take them seriously, you, and you okay, can trace sure. them back, especially okay. if someone threatens to I do something illegal. Yeah. Like, you know, rape a 16-year-old. That okay. you should look into. Uh, yes. But um, according to William Haney, um, apparently he's the Christmas poo, um, he is the founder of the West Jersey Tea Party, and he has said, quote, I certainly would be interested in seeing those threats rather than taking the word of a parent. I find it exceedingly difficult to believe that anybody who is associated with Michelle Bachman would be threatening Amy. Well, they're probably, not associated. Well, they're probably not associated with Michelle Bachman. They're commenters on her blog, correct? Uh-huh. But that would be associated with them. They're not asso- they're not like co- well, cohorts, but they're people who follow her and support her. And you have and these- yet she is refusing to say, "Hey, look, we need to take this down a notch. We need to step back." Michelle I'm Bachman not going has to never said to take things down a notch ever in <laughs> right. her life. Right, and she's not going to. It's what she needs to do, but she's not going to do it. She won't. Right. She needs to stand up right. for all women and say, "You cannot treat." A 16-year-old no, girl this for way. for humanity, not just women. That's a humanity issue. It wouldn't be any different if this Amy was a boy and this was happening. It would not be any damn difference. Right. Or an adult. <laughs> not there just are certain things that, you know, in a polite, and I'm air quoting that, nope, society I, that you no. just don't do. And, oh, say, threatening rape, that's kind of one of those things that you just... I think these commenters are suffering from cognitive dissonance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we got the same thing with, you know, some other teenagers who are standing up for uh, secular rights. Damon Fowler, who um, was trying to basically say, you can't have a prayer at graduation. And there's lots of stuff online about this. I don't have anything in front of me. But he's this kid who said, you can't have a prayer at graduation. And the whole town. Not just the school. Well, the, no, the, the school backed down and said, you know what, you're right, we shouldn't do that. And the town went apeshit. Including his parents. Yes, his parents kicked him out. The girl who was doing the valedictorian speech, I'm not going to call her a woman, I'm going to call her a girl because she's intellectually a girl, basically said, I'm going to pray anyway, and basically, and, you know, called the whole town out against this guy, Damon Fowler. The good news, at least on one side, is that the. You know, skeptical and, and secular community has tied has come together to say, let's get this kid a scholarship. Let's help him out. Yeah, we have a new hero. Yeah, hey. this is yes. the type of, of kid. You're all right the, by me. That the skeptical atheist community needs to be proud of, needs to hold up, because this is a kid who literally threw caution to the wind, and I sure as hell know that 18 years old, graduating from high school. I did not have that ability. I gave a fucking prayer at my high school graduation because <laughs> I was a fucking salutatorian, and that's what. But that's what you did. I did sure. not have. I I yeah. was not as strong as this kid. True, uh, although it is a slightly different um, social fabric we have now because certainly the secular community is far more prominent than. I mean, yeah. I didn't know anything about this even through through college. You know, I, I, right. Yeah, and I did graduate is. from a Catholic high school, so I kind of had to say a prayer. <laughs> you you can't get your back up about but the, that. But, you know, we're saying that, <laughs> you know, the four horsemen and all the skeptical voices out there have broke some barriers so right. that kids like Ann Myers and Damon Fowler can have the courage to come out there and say, I'm not going to stand for this, or I'm going to use a little bit of satire and say, all right, I'll challenge you to a debate. 
Yeah, they, and that's great. These are this is the great kid. You know, these are the good kids of the next generation, and unfortunately, they're being treated like shit. And we need to stand up for them, yeah. boy or girl. Yeah. Unfortunately, we also have people like our an illustrious governor Rick. The hair, Perry, um, who has um, signed into law, as apparently this was one of his emergency legislation. Um, yeah, rather than dealing with those, say, the budget, budget the wildfires, um, the drought. Today he signed into law the um, the bill saying that any women who wanted to have a sonogram, who, who wanted to have an abortion, abortion, had to have an invasive sonogram first. And then to, wait 24 hours. Right, and had to be forced to look at. Well, not forced to look at it, but said you 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 should look at this. You have to listen to the heartbeat, the whole thing. Well, what if there is no heartbeat? Then whatever they get to listen to. But you know, it's it's another kind of it's another one of these. How much one of those would be to do it? Yeah, like can I set, set uh, like just a sonogram thing up in my house and just like you know here you go. <laughs> here's, here's, you know, you know, legislatures across the, the country the, are spending more time on abortion than anything else. Right, and, and the whole thing is that they're, they're, they're against government intrusion into our lives, and yet they're adding more government intrusion into our lives. And, and now they're coming out with a bill that says hospitals can't get any public funding if they do abortions. Yep, and a it, lot of... Every little loophole, every little ability to do an abortion, they're trying to close down. And now you got the legislature saying this is not a right-left issue. This is a God issue, you know. Open. You know what? Then let God the, come down here and talk about it. There is just <laughs> no shame anymore in our legislature just coming out and saying we need to stand up for Christ and do this. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's just another patriarchy pushing move to say you know, anti-woman. Uh, yeah, it's anti-woman it's right movement. Pro-God and anti-woman. And it's really scary how many bills have 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 come out in the last year. I, I have an article here that um, um, Rebecca Watson wrote on Skeptic today, where she quotes what is it? Um, was this a kerfuffle? Yes, <laughs> but I was in the in the uh, humanist okay. secular movement. Yeah. There was um, in Rebecca Watson's article today on Skeptic. She said that 49 legislatures have introduced 916 bills that, you know, in in this first quarter of this year that restricted re- reproductive rights. It's amazing, almost a thousand bills. Yes, for things like and this is funding. a party that came to power saying we're going to focus on financial issues, we're going to focus on the debt, we're going to focus on you know. Bringing down the budget deficit. I think. And they what lied. have they focused on? They, the, but they what have they focused on? They, on restricting on, women's rights, on restricting gay rights. Yep. But it's they all they, yeah, because, they hide it behind the idea of well, we're not going to fund Planned Parenthood, or we're not going to fund. Yeah, but it know, costs more education. Oh yeah. It costs more to have unplanned pregnancies than it does to just you know go out there and and fund. You know, contraception and testing. Let's fund that. It's 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 so clear and so obvious, and that it's it's, it's a win, win-win situation. Well, you know, because you know, if it's a rape, I should be prepared for. It. And it's my damn fault if I get raped because yeah. you know I wasn't wearing underwear or some other fucking bullshit like that. Because you God knows y'all can't keep it to yourself. It's your yeah. fault you got raped. You didn't have your diaphragm. It's in. amazing where they're going now. 
Yeah, because y'all can't control yourselves. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I, over I could here. not imagine some of this stuff coming out of any legislature four years ago, even with Bush president. And now it's going, it's going just completely over the edge. I cannot believe the things I'm hearing out of these legislatures. I, I think I think we should get uh, try and get one of the more conservative legislatures to say, well, you know what's going to help? You know what's going to help keep uh, all these rapes and unwanted pregnancies if we have the women cover up <laughs> in burkas? <laughs> in burkas. You know what? But you won't you won't you won't call them burkas. You call them. Yeah, Jesus. Modesty, modest- freedom robes, <laughs> freedom robes, modesty robes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, going back a second to uh, Rebecca Watson's article, that she was really talking. She started talking about how she was at the atheist uh, American Atheist Rapture Ram this last weekend, where it's kind of a mini convention and several speakers. And um, one of the speakers, David Eller, was talking about. Um, kind of skepticism and entertainment and the media and stuff. And he basically said it helps if he was showing pictures of um, some women who do video blogs on, say, YouTube or whatever. And he, he said, I'm paraphrasing here, that it helps if they're funny or pretty. <laughs> and unfortunately, in the last From couple years... From a marketing years, standpoint, that's probably Yeah, he's true. probably right. But Sorry. the problem is that we've had so many issues with... Atheist and, sec- and and skeptical conventions where people make these these offhand comments yeah. about women and they're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, uh, Jen McCrate, the blogger Blag Hag, was in the audience and um, basically said called him out, called him out on it. And he did Good kind of her. have well, he a wishy washy apology at the time. He gave a non apology first, right? Kind of a, you know, if I offended you, I'm sorry, kind of uh-huh. thing. But he has since come out with an apology saying, you know what, it's it's easy for someone in the position of male privilege or white privilege to not see that in himself. And that's why what as skeptics we need to do. Which is a good thing, but you know, we need mm-hmm. to be better as a movement about thinking before we speak and, and, and just generally trying to you know he was talking along the lines of trying to get more people into the movement. Yeah. And he was talking about, well, we just need pretty women to bring the guys in. Yeah, like the atheist <laughs> movement needs <laughs> more needs guys. To bring in yeah, more, more guys. guys. Yeah, it, it, which it, it, it's odd to me that he, he would say that because he was giving a talk. He, he, you think he would have not said that in a talk? Like speaking extemporaneously, such as we do, I can see us going going one way and then backtracking. But he, he actually <laughs> thought about this and put it in in the presentation. And that's well. The the thing is, like you were saying earlier, thinking well. it's it's got a grain of truth to it, because how our appearance, how we appear to the general public, physically and our message, does have an effect on the message. True, but but then the question is, but but saying it, it, mar- well, mar- they marketing just have to be is pretty. marketing is right. Marketing is one thing. Okay, you put you put the pretty faces out there, and then you get all like okay, all the guys show up. Are are they the people that you really want? In the movement, they're showing up because there's a pretty face. It's kind of like the, you know the, the posers, the people who want to just be around the other pre- the pretty people. Well, you know, you go back to the old saying, "Sex sells," Pretty and right. that's that's like what's happening. So does blood. And, and on the other <laughs> hand of this, Jen McCrate did bring a lot of people. She did bring a lot of notoriety to the skeptical atheist movement sure. with Boobquake. She needs to take responsibility and ownership of. Hey, I created something that went in a way that. 
I'm not exactly comfortable with. Hmm. I don't want to discuss it anymore. But she needs to say, you know what, I did this. You know, let's talk about these these issues that Boobquake has brought up, right. not necessarily Boobquake. However, itself. yeah, because but Boobquake was a specific response to a, a specific claim by uh, an imam, right? Right. So, but that, that is how she's always going to be known as. Yes. Right, right now, she's kind of having her <laughs> I am not Spock moment, right. where she's kind of distancing right. herself from that, which is understandable. But, you know, it... Uh. But you know yeah. what? I, I, I think you have to sort of embrace the, the things that you've done and not be... Take non- ownership of it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the only way that you're going to overcome okay. that. No, you don't get what? I we, we got into an issue that I thought I understood, and then we got into the Bookwick thing, which I thought was a a targeted message against yes. sexist Iran and now but we have to apologize for Boopquake? No, Boop we're not Quake apologizing now? for it. I'm you, saying that she have, needs she to She has take, to apologize for no, Boopquake? No, what she needs to do is take ownership no. of it and say, yes, <laughs> I ownership. did this. Take ownership. Yes, I did this because her big thing now is I don't want to talk about Boopquake. I want to talk about this other stuff. Okay. Boopquake does not define me. Yet, for the majority of the world, anytime that they Google Jen McCrae, Blackhead—that's the first thing that's going to come up. But on the other hand, it also has led to. Uh, she's wrote about it on her own blog about getting a lot of not just friendly jibes or whatever at conferences, but over the top sexual, creepy, creepy sexual okay, yeah, references. That, okay, if if that's and, what it's leading to, okay, I understand that. And that's a definite I don't, I don't problem. think she has anything to apologize for what she did. No, but she if, if it's yeah, leading to unwanted sexual conversations. Then that's another issue if she wants to walk away from that and say, hey. But but it it does raise the whole sexism. Yeah, sure. uh, Issue. Issue, thank you. (laughs) And so are skeptics sexist? I guess is that the question? Well, no. Are we sexist? Humans. Humans are. I think we're getting better about (laughs) correcting ourselves. I mean, things like um, this year at TAM, at least approximately half of the speakers are female. That is... Great, that's perfect. And we also have a minority who is the keynote speaker in Neil deGrasse Tyson. We need to get better at including and being sensitive to, without being you know overly politically correct, you know, the, bringing the, more people, being more inclusive. Right. The flip side of it is, is we talk about skeptics and how we're aware and we're aware of these things, you know, sexism, racism, all of these different isms. And how we don't put women down like the Catholic Church does. We want to, you know, but in turn, we turn around and we make, you know, the crude sexual joke to Jen McCrae, not thinking about it. Guess what? That's sexism, people. Well, that cuts down half of my humorous society. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to just trying to, I'm just trying to follow this. You know, yeah. the reason we, you know, we talk about. Uh, sexist issues on this show. We talk about equal rights for women, gays, and so on. And it's, it's in my opinion, it's because skepticism leads to uh, you know f- freedom from dogma. We know dogma is based usually the root of the kind of sexism that we see in society. Um, so let's we we get rid of the, the the dogma that says we live in a patriarchal society and men are superior to women and, and, and we can treat them however we want, right? So as skeptics, we kind of see the humanist side, right? But does that eliminate crude jokes? 
I don't think so. You know, it, it probably eliminates a lot of the, you know, the the patriarchal, you know, men are better than women, straights are better than gays. Um, so we need to work on that, I guess. We need to work on where that line is because yeah. sometimes we step over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, because like I said, as skeptics, we think, okay, you get rid of the dogma. And then all sex is going to disappear. And then you no, find it's out not. it doesn't. But okay, unfortunately, so okay. So what's driving that? We we know a lot of it's driven by dogma and religion and patriarchal society. And we get rid of that. And then you say, okay, what's left? So we have a little bit of that left. Right. Say, okay, what's driving that? So there's another challenge in front of us. Fine. You know. And the other side of the the flip side of it, as women, we you know, if we're going to be lumberjacks, we have to learn to carry our end of the log. If that for me means putting up with you three sick bastards on vacation, <laughs> then you know what? That's what I do. I I love doing this, but you know. Well, we feel like you're carrying your load. So thank you. Um, on that, let's uh, let's sign off. Wait, do we have anything else? Anything else? Any announcements? Squirrel. 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 Okay. So. Good night, everybody. May good all night. your handcuffs be you know, we, we, I, I, I've noticed that we, we say good night because for us it is night. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. But I will I will finish editing this in still, the morning. Still, I think it sounds fine. <laughs> but you will probably post I think it. Good night is fine. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Afternoon. I'm whatever. sorry. Right, good night. Good night. Good morning and good um, good evening. <laughs> be well. Good afternoon. Good breakfast. Good, uh, you know. Good golly. <laughs> See, now we're totally Miss Molly. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> Yay. All right. Take care. Cheers. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Yeah, we better end soon because David's listening to port. Yeah. And what? I don't have any port. (laughs) We're out.